Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, December 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. OPEC will open the spigots after a U.S. charm offensive, Brexit troubles are mucking up a transatlantic trade deal, and Brazil is in a technical recession, but its finance minister is unruffled. I think that we are going to surprise the world again. Paulo Guedes spoke to our Latin America editor, Michael Stott. Michael will tell us more about the conversation. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Saudi Arabia and other OPEC Plus members agreed to keep increasing crude supply by 400,000 barrels a day. This was a surprise to traders. They'd been expecting the oil group to pause production increases in order to prop up prices. Analysts call yesterday's move a win for the U.S. The White House has been on a diplomatic offensive to try and charm the Saudis as part of U.S. efforts to bring down gas prices. Brent crude oil prices initially fell on the news, but ended the trading day slightly higher at about $69 a barrel. The U.S. has told the U.K. it is delaying plans to remove Trump-era tariffs on British steel and aluminum. Washington is doing this due to concerns that London might change Brexit trading rules. London has threatened to override parts of the deal it signed last year because it's not happy with some parts of it. The U.S. and the EU have pressured the U.K. not to do it. The FT's U.S. trade correspondent Amy Williams has more on what a delay in lifting the tariffs on U.K. metals means for the country. Look, it's quite urgent for UK steel and to a lesser extent aluminium uh, manufacturers because the US just did a deal with the EU, which will essentially see European manufacturers get relief from these tariffs from January the 1st. So that leaves British manufacturers at at a pretty big competitive disadvantage, actually. And they're really not very happy about that. And it also separately dents Britain's pride a little bit, right? Because... Britain did Brexit, made all these claims about how it was going to be a swashbuckling, free-trading global nation, striking these deals left, right, and center, and actually can't even persuade Washington to remove these Trump tariffs. That's the FT's U.S. trade correspondent, Amy Williams. Latin America's largest economy has lost steam and is now in a technical correction. Brazil's government reported third-quarter data yesterday, and it showed a 0.1% GDP contraction over the previous quarter. Despite the critics, the country's finance minister remains bullish. Paulo Guedes told our Latin America editor Michael Stott about all the skepticism he faces. They say, Brazil is going to collapse then. You were wrong. I don't say anything else. Brazil is going to take two or three years in a recession. I said, it's going to be V-shaped and very fast. Then six months later, they were ashamed. Michael joins me now to talk more about his conversation with Brazil's finance minister. Michael, how do investors feel about him? So, Mark, I think you'd say that the market's verdict on Paulo Guedes is mixed at this point. When he came in, he was seen as something of a guarantee that Jair Bolsonaro's far-right administration would be friendly towards investors and pursue broadly sensible economic policies. Geddes has a background as an investment banker and economist and is uh, very committed to free market reforms. What we've seen, though, as the administration of Bolsonaro has progressed is that Geddes' influence on the president appears to be waning. So he secured 
a big reform to pensions that was approved earlier on and, and some privatization of state assets in the first couple of years. But now as we're getting towards the end of the Bolsonaro administration, the president is turning towards more populist measures uh, and Geddes seems to be much less successful at stopping him. And in the interview, he also disagreed with banks who see the recovery stalling next year. I'm going to play a little bit of what he told you. I think that we are going to surprise the world again. We surprised the first year with the social security reform. We surprised the second year when we dropped it less. Mm-hmm. We vaccinated fully almost 65% of our population, mm-hmm. more than the U.S., and 95% first shot. So, Michael, how would you say Brazil handled the pandemic? Well, the Bolsonaro government was extremely controversial on the pandemic because the president himself played down the significance of the virus right from the beginning. However, the part of the response that nobody could query was the government's emergency handouts, which was one of the biggest programs of support anywhere in the developing world. And that did win plaudits from the likes of the World Bank, who said it did a lot to prevent poverty from rising. It did ensure a very rapid rebound this year, so Geddes is not wrong that the economy bounced back quickly. Where there's a lot of disagreement is about what happens next year. So most economists see Brazil's V turning into a W next year with a fresh recession coming up. Do you think Geddes would support more government cash handouts before next year's election? Well, Bolsonaro has put in place this minimum income guarantee program, which has just started, which is going to give 400 reais to uh, poorer families over the next year, which neatly covers the election period. It's not clear whether there'll be fresh programs on top of that at this point, but that has been the sort of the main offering from the government, which has unsettled markets a little bit. As far as the Omicron variant specifically goes, Brazil had a very high death toll in coronavirus, largely because the virus spread very widely throughout the country and Brazil was quite late to get going with its vaccination program. That's now actually changed. And one of the interesting untold stories is that there's been a very rapid turnaround in the Brazil vaccination program. And so I think Brazil is in a much better position to uh, face new variants and new strains than it might have been, say, six months before. Michael Stott is the FT's Latin America editor. Thanks as always, Michael. Thank you, Mark. The FT has announced its annual list of the world's 25 most influential women, not just in the business world. It includes well-known names like U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and actress Scarlett Johansson. Now, usually the FT interviews the winners, but this year we asked other notable women to write about them. So Billie Jean King wrote about tennis star Naomi Osaka and Citigroup CEO Jane Fraser wrote about GM's chief Mary Barra, who also made the list. And there are names from all over the world. We knew we really wanted to feature a woman from Afghanistan because of the year that women have had there. That's Esther Bintliff. She's the deputy editor of the FT Weekend magazine. And I decided to go to Malala Yousafzai and I knew that she'd done a lot of advocacy work with women in Afghanistan and basically we just said to her we want you to write about a woman but do you want to nominate someone yourself rather than like with the other women often we you know we went to Christine Todd Whitman and we said Liz Cheney is going to be on the list would you be willing to write about her but in this case we actually asked Manala to choose somebody and she was the person who brought the name Satudu Foratan to us because she'd been in touch with her and 
you know, we were just so happy to have that and to be able to put a spotlight on this 15-year-old young woman who had spoken out about the right of girls to have secondary education in Afghanistan. Does this list say anything more broadly about where we are in terms of a moment? Was there anything that kind of unified these elections? I mean, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, I sometimes have mixed feelings about the existence of this list. I feel sometimes like I'm hoping that we will one day get to a point where we don't have to have women of the year because, you know, women will just be on an equal footing and will have the equality of opportunity around the world that they should. But we're not there yet. And so in a way, you know, a lot of these women are really still carving out space in their fields and they're speaking out for their rights and for other women too. And I think that we can sometimes take for granted, you know, in the UK and the US and Europe, the rights and the opportunities that we have as women today. But there are many places in the world where women are still hugely struggling. And so, you know, for as long as that's happening, I think there will be a place for this kind of project. Esther Bentliff is the deputy editor of the FT Weekend magazine. Thank you, Esther. Thank you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Joanna Gao, George Drake Jr., Gregory Meyer, Gavin Coleman, and Michael Bruning. Our global head of audio is Cheryl Bromley, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.